Welcome back to Marshy's Corner, brought to you by Summit Heights Club. Uh, on this episode, I got to talk to Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, it was a cool chat. Jermaine is a young Penrith Panthers player. He debuted last year, 2021, uh, for the Panthers. And, you know, obviously the Panthers went on to win the premiership last year. So, he's been around a lot of success to start his career. And, you know, we talk his footy career so far, how he got to, you know, his debut game and, and all that sort of stuff, plus a bit of preseason what his what his future looks like and and yeah it was a cool chat it was great to it was great to have a talk with him um before we get into the podcast i would like you to ask wherever you listen to your podcast whether you can you know like i know spotify you can now um kind of give it give the podcast a rating but yeah just subscribe like follow whatever you can do wherever you listen to your podcast um you know i greatly appreciate that uh and yeah enjoy all righty Jermaine Hopgood, how you going, man? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Everything's going well. That's good. So you're in the middle of your preseason, obviously, starting to ramp up for the yeah. season. Yeah, sort of at the back end now. Um, and we got I think two another two four weeks before we're into some trials. So um, yeah, getting into the back end of it, which is good. Yeah, yeah. What's this? What's this preseason been like for you? Is this your second preseason with the first grade side, or? Um, Oh yeah, third I think. Third. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's been good. I mean, obviously, um, boys won the comp, so you get a bit of bit more time off at the end of the year. So um, we only had three weeks before Christy, and then um, yeah, just being back after Christmas. So it hasn't been the longest one that I've done, but um, it's better, short and sharp. I reckon it's better anyway. Yeah, it gets it gets grueling having to. When it's like training in and out all the time. Yeah. We uh Yeah, especially preseason. I mean in the season it's um it's all good, it's pretty steady, but yeah, obviously as as any footy player would tell you, preseason can get pretty grueling and get tough. As as one of the younger fellas, do you have to kind of front up a little bit earlier than the others or Yeah, yeah, you sorta of, you sort of wanna come back in half decent nick anyway and just to give you yourself that chance to be uh, a little bit fitter and um, just so you're going a bit better in the drills and stuff. Uh, more the last preseason I had, I came back pretty fit. I trained a lot in the off-season. This year I had uh, a bit of trouble with my back and stuff, so I had a, took, a, took a bit more of that time off and just used the preseason more at that time uh, to get fit and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Well, I guess for you, what are like the sort of things you focus on when you're trying to improve on your fitness and you're carrying an injury and things like that? Yeah, obviously, obviously that that's mainly what the preseason's for is just to build that that core aerobic fitness and and things like that. But um, obviously, this one's probably been a bit different with juggling a bit of an injury in there as well, and um, so it's more like a lot of resilience and yeah, uh, just doing a, a things behind closed doors sort of things and working with the physios to to give yourself the best chance. Obviously, when you do get out on the field and when training does start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I actually just listened to it's completely random, but I listened to a podcast while I was working today. Um, and uh, I cannot actually remember the podcaster's name. My mate sent it to me. He's a comedian, but he had a physio slash nutritionist on. Um, and he said that he actually worked for the Panthers. I cannot remember the guy's name, but I was like, oh, I'm talking to Jermaine today, so this is kind of cool. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I cannot actually remember his name. I should have written that down, but um, I guess diet-wise, do you, is that a big focus for you at the moment? 
I feel like it. Uh, sorry, was that diet? Yeah, diet. Yeah, yeah. It was probably a bit more of a thing for me this year. Um, obviously, with when you come back, you got your skin fold tests and yeah, dental scans and um, everything else that they're looking at here. And um, mine weren't great anyway. Coming back this preseason, so do you guys do um, fat camp? I've heard like NRL teams have like the fat camp where you're gonna go to like come. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, fat fat club is usually called. They changed out to Ab Club though because of it means something. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, just trying to get abs more more a thing. But there was some scientific name to do with AB, so they called it Ab Club. I was in there for a bit, but uh, I've been out the last couple of weeks. So yeah, diet was diet was one of the main things um, for me more this preseason. That's something that I work with the bloke who's doing our nutrition and dietitian and stuff, um, working with him and. It's more just making small changes, and obviously in the off season you can go into the the route of just eating um, takeaway and bad stuff, and obviously drinking and letting your hair down a bit. So, um, so yeah, that was one one thing that I sort of the biggest change was coming back into the season just to get the skin folds down and that, and get out of doing extra training and things like that. Yeah, I feel like that's like I think um, nowadays it's it's obviously a much bigger focus people's diet and and uh i think it used to be kind of the older you were you started focusing on your diet but i feel like these days to stay re- like to kind of keep up these young like when you're younger you've kind of got to get on top of your diet and and whatnot yeah yeah and uh ivan ivan's really big on um looking fit as well like um a part of his culture that that he's bringing to the club he's got a presentation that that he does he does with everyone and one of the things is how you look and obviously looking fit um, looks better than running out there. Obviously, if you had a big gut or something, it's yeah. probably like, and the team's looking at you going, oh, like obviously he's, he's not that fit, but obviously when a whole team of blokes run out there and everyone looks fit and strong, then that's already playing in the opponent's mind. I guess that's something Ivan's massive on. So, um, yeah, these days anyway, obviously back in the day, you can see some of the players that obviously wasn't, as big of a, a thing that it is now, but that's just the way, like you said, the game's evolving, and especially with the, the rules of this year, and everyone's sort of got to be fit. Like if you're not fit, then you don't, you won't survive out there on the field, pretty much. Yeah, you can't really play. You mentioned a couple of things I want to touch touch on just there, but I guess going back to you know Ivan Cleary has this expectation on you guys to look a certain way and whatnot. Like how you like you've kind of like come into a place where you're playing for the Panthers in a really good time for them. Um, what's, I guess for you, like what's that like coming into a team that they won the premiership last year and last year being your rookie year and I guess yeah, yeah. what impact does that have yeah. on your career? Yeah, it, it, I think it has a positive impact on mine even though probably harder to play in this side than probably some of the other sides that, that were probably at the bottom end of the table sort of in the last couple of years. Um but obviously, yeah, being able to work and get into five games that I played last year yep. was, was only going to benefit me and in the long run. And obviously, being around this system that we've got and around the players and now with the boys that have had that success as well, some players will play a whole career and I've never even played in a grand final. So even just to be around that, um, I think going to make me better uh, in the future anyway. And yeah, like I said, as um yeah, it was crazy. Didn't obviously when you're growing up, you that's your dream to play footy and play NRL. Uh, 
and to do it at this club and the team that they had last year, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I guess, so this was like your rookie year technically. Well, 2021 was your rookie year, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was trying, I was with the squad in 2020, but um, didn't play. So then, yeah, this 2021 would have been, yeah. Yeah, so do you got coming in for you, do you have like, is there kind of a, I don't know if mentoring, mentoring program is what you'd call it, but like someone that takes you under their wing or did someone do that naturally? Is there any older guy in the side that did that for you? Um, yeah, it's sort of like, like I'd tell a lot, a lot of people that sort of ask about the club, a lot of a lot of NRL clubs probably have like a bit of a hierarchy, like, yep. you know, you, you work your way up through the ranks and, and things like that, but it's not really like that at Penrith. It's more like, um, just say for like, Azaleo, for instance, would probably be our, like our biggest veteran, I don't know, he's played 150 odd games maybe. Um, he'll treat someone like that hasn't even played a game yet the same as he treats Nathan. Like everyone's, Everyone's on fair, you know, fair ground. Everyone, you know, like there's no hierarchy at all. And I think that makes it easier for young boys like us that are coming in because you just feel like you're already a part of, you know, the top, the, the, the top, the top squad and the, the main team. Like you don't feel like that's a massive jump going from, let's say, reserve grade or whatever it is to joining them boys because you already feel like you're really good mates with them anyway. That's pretty cool. I, um, I went back, I watched you play a little bit throughout the year. Um, I tend to watch a lot of footy. Usually it's like the Broncos game, then I'll try and fit in whatever other games outside of that. Yeah. But um, uh, I I went back and I watched your first game and a couple of your other games. And something that I noticed from that first game is you kind of came in and you didn't really play like someone that was playing their debut game. I thought you were like super, first of all, actually, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I knew the minute you were going to come in, because uh, I'd kind of looked on the stats and then I was watching, but I decided to just watch the whole game anyway. And um, SA, how many SA, SA ta- high tackles someone? Who did he high tackle? Yeah, he, yeah, Brian, yeah, Bizza, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was. And yeah. then, um, and then it's basically a little bit of a scuffle. You guys get the penalty, go downfield, and I think you took the second hit up off the back of that. Yeah, because Ivan spoke to me during the week and, oh, a bit earlier anyway, and he said like he was going to try and get me on with like. 10 minutes to go in the first half um, to give me a bit of time there just to get into it and then um, hopefully a bit more time in the second half. And then um, how it all panned out, I think that hit happened and because you get a free interchange with the rules because it's uh, foul play and he got sent off for the game. Brian come off, but then once he gets checked to go back on, these are the free interchange and they put someone else on, I think, at the start. I think there was still a few minutes to go and then and then because we had that spare interchange again, I think he put me on there was like a minute and a half to go. Yeah. I think. Uh, uh, maybe about three minutes. And we I did think. yeah. Yeah. Oh, was there? Oh yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, obviously we had we had the penalty and then yeah, my first touch was um one of them carries off Nathan. I think I was almost I was almost in front of him, he almost threw a forward pass. I was just that nervous and keen to get the <laughs> ball. I almost almost run in front of him, but you made a solid like um, yeah, twelve to fifteen meters on it. Yeah, I remember. A... I just, I'm not usually. I don't usually play. Front, I've never been just an out and out front rower. Really, I've more played lock or second row, and I've more just talked to me and just said, "I just this is just what I needed to do." And um, he spoke to me, and I just took it on, and I was like, just got to pretty much put my head down and run, run straight and run hard. So 
I knew just when I was going to get the ball, that's just what I had to do. Yeah, well, I obviously like watched you with like a little bit more intent, and um, no, you just you ran really hard. I think you ran, I think it was six hit ups for sixty meters for ten meters of carry. That's pretty good. And then I don't think you passed the ball once, but you you didn't you no. only missed one tackle, and you made all you basically made all your tackles. And I was kind of like when I was watching it, I was like, ah, oh, you wouldn't guess that this guy was on debut right now. You kind of just you look like someone that had been yeah. there for a while. Yeah, it was good. I think more just like I said, like all the coaches just making making it simple for me and sort of just reiterating to me before the game that just what my job was and um, obviously the boys just give you that confidence as well when you're out there. I knew I only just that's all I had to do was just run hard and make my tackles and everything was gonna just fall in the place after that. I didn't have to do anything else that I wouldn't usually have to do, sort of thing. Yeah. I guess um, when when you look up and you're like, Oh, we got probably the best halfback in the comp. You got Luai, you got Crichton, you got James Fisher-Harris, you got all these guys around you. You don't have to think too yeah. much. Yeah, no, nah, that's exactly right. Yeah. My job's pretty simple when I was obviously playing that role as well. Uh, that's all I had to do. I didn't have to worry about literally anything else. So, um, But no, it was cool. I was obviously, obviously going to be pretty nervous in that. Um, I actually partially tore my... Um, Cindus was in the second half, like oh okay, in the first like five or ten minutes, yeah. Um, and I, but I didn't obviously like. I think they would have given me like eight minutes in my like first game, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not coming off the field here, like yeah. So um, I just remember it just hitting taken to the ground, and it was like sort of like a half hip dropy sort of tackle, and I thought I snapped my leg, like I just felt my something down in my ankle. It just felt like my leg snapped, and I got up, and then like I'm just walking out. I'm like in the back of my head. There's just like I didn't want to get off the field, and just kept trying to run on it. And um, yeah, like the physio come on and just strapped it up, and then played the rest of the all the rest of the time. And I was out there anyway, just with it. And um, I remember I was in so much pain after the game, but obviously that adrenaline just kept me running through. Yeah, that's actually is that um is that a partial reason why? You kind of had a couple of weeks off because I think you had two weeks off and then you played three yeah. weeks after that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was more like we come off the field and as you do in your debut game. I was in obviously Queensland where I was where I'm from and um, had a lot of family there and a lot of friends and um, you know you want to get out and all the boys are keen to get out with you and have a beer and, and things like that. Um, the perform out like had a performance and oh, I've sort of. Um, sort of said, just stay like stay off the beers and um, yeah. just do everything you can to sort of keep that ankle. They didn't, obviously didn't know what what it was uh, or how bad it was, sort of thing, um, because they were saying like we're going to need you next week and um, stuff like that. And so that's what I did, sort of stayed in, and um, my partner was with me, and we just laid in bed, and I was just in pain like the whole night. I remember it, and ended up yeah, ended up having to miss a couple of weeks anyway, just because. I couldn't even run. Like, um, yeah, it was, yeah, not too far off, sort of tearing the whole thing apart, sort of thing. So, yeah, I had to miss them a couple of weeks. Now I think I come back when all the boys were in that origin period against the Tigers. Or yeah, it was tight. It was I around think, fourteen, like I think. You came back in. Yeah, I think you got to start in that one. Did you start? Nah, I started. Oh, no. um, started against Cronulla the next week, I think. Yeah, yeah. So one so, thing, one thing that I did notice because I kind of like breeze through those games and i was looking at the stats and stuff but you in your first game like zero passes it was all hit ups but 
as you kind of started to play, I was like, oh, he threw six balls that game, a couple of offloads. Yeah. That's obviously something like a part of your game where you, you got to extend on it after that first yeah, game. Yeah, I think I think that is more, more of my game, like playing that sort of 13 role that will make, make all of his tackles and but can obviously ball play a little bit and stuff like that. And obviously when when Yoey as a yo was up in origin it sort of gave me that opportunity a couple of times when I got out there just to play that role and take a bit more on. And obviously yeah, obviously after having I think I started that Cronella game at lock and that was a cool like opportunity to just be able to go out there and um, that be my role anyway in the team and that was pretty cool and obviously yeah um, it's a lot different to obviously I was doing that week in week out in reserve grade but obviously doing that yeah. at the top level is something that you're not going to be the best at it like you're not going to be the best that you can be anyway just after a couple of games it takes a while to come into your own and gain that confidence I think to run and pass the ball but I felt like with every game that I got I felt better about getting more confidence about passing it and, and offloading it and things like that. Yeah, true. You're kind of in a position where there's probably not another lock. Like, there's not a better lock to learn to yeah. play off. Like, Yo is probably the best in the league in the league at that. Yeah. And I reckon that's probably, like, the best part of his game as well. Like, when mm. you watch Yoey play, like, the way he skips up to the line and um, everyone's so worried about his pass that, when he doesn't pass his run so effective then as well. So I think I reckon he's the best uh, lock in the game at the moment. So it's been pretty cool to um, just learn off him and watch what he does. And he's a real particular guy as well coming up, leading up to games and things like that. So even just learning, watching him do those sort of things, he's a real box ticker and has to tick all of his boxes on the week of game day and sort of things like that as well. Like we've got a few boys like that that it's pretty cool to learn off still when I'm like still in my younger years sort of thing. So when you say box stickers in like they've got their little game day rituals and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like even just like during the week, like everything's like just these little things that he, you know, he has to tick off. Obviously game days, I like a lot of boys will probably have a game day ritual, but even for him, just like things during the week, captain's run or sessions during the week, just doing all the things the exact same as he, as what he does previously. But, I don't think I'd like to be that superstitious anyway. I'm sort of just a bit more relaxed. I was going to say, do you but, have any um, superstitions or? Nah, no, I don't do anything. Like, I just make sure that I um, have a good feed and um, try and have a really good sleep. And then I sort of just had to wrap my head around more around the night games. And um, like, I'd never really, like, obviously in reserve grade in 20s, you're not playing at 7.30 much yeah, um, stuff like that. So that was more. That was more the thing for me. I'm not a big napper as it is anyway. So playing at seven thirty, I'd just be up all day, and then like getting getting to like three or four in the afternoon, and just be like laying down, but I wouldn't be able to sleep and just be sitting there, sort of just feel like I'm wasting time. And that was sort of playing my head a bit. But um, as the games went on, I sort of got a bit better at it and trying to find a bit more of a routine because. I think it is good that you have to have a routine, especially when you're playing in them late afternoon, night games. Yeah, yeah. What was um, just thinking about your game day and stuff? What was the lead up to your 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 first game against the Titans like? Like, did you what what was your mood and stuff like that? Yeah, I think that was well. I never really had to travel much either, so that wasn't sort of something that was foreign to me as well. Like 
um, playing at Suncorp. So I'm not too sure. I think we went up, we did captain's run, I think, and maybe went the day before the game, stayed the night before the game. Um, they did the jersey prezo and got mum in and stuff. Um, and then we got to stay, obviously, the night of the game as well. We were the last game at whatever time that was. So we got to stay and then headed back um, the morning after the game. So that was pretty cool. Like, like I think in 2020, I remember the boys just like with COVID and stuff, they had to um, like everything was same day travel, like traveling the day of the game and tra- returning, returning after the game, no matter what time you played, sort of thing. So it was pretty cool that obviously you got the opportunity to just be able to relax and stay there and um, like just I think that helped me prepare a bit better anyway. That's cool. How did you find out you were going to make your debut? Um, it was my birthday um, on a Tuesday, and uh, we they, we still do it now. We do a lot, like um, boys getting up the front. Our head of performance used to do it. Our um, welfare officer does it now, but they sort of just do like a one-on-one um, conversation with you at the front in front of all the boys. And I'd gone up there. I'd already been up there like three times or something like oh, sure. throughout the preseason, and uh, one time before they just get you up and sort of tell your story about, you know, how, where you grew up and your bit of your upbringing and how you got to where you were and sort of whatever. And they, they called me up again on this random day. Like, I, it was my birthday, but uh, I was like, this is like my third or fourth time up in front. Like, there's nothing, what else am I going to say? Like, I've already told everyone, everyone knows everything about me. Like, what could they say? And sort of we had, like, everyone had to do, like, a vision um, in that preseason before the year started and, I had mine, and obviously mine was just a debut. Like a lot of a lot of boys are that haven't played. Like your vision is obviously just to make your debut. Um, and sort of he, uh, our head of performance, who was doing like the the talk, was sort of like he went on to talking about my vision and stuff, and which we'd spoken about before as well. And I was like, oh, it's weird, like bring it up again. Anyway, we were just sitting there, and it sort of just was like a bit of silence, and then Ivan was just like. Um, Oh, Maney, um, this is my nickname. He's like, what are you, what are you doing on Saturday? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, oh, do you want to come up and play the Titans? And I was sort of just sat there and I was like, oh, like, just a bit shocked at the, at the start. And I was like, oh, you're jeeing up sort of thing. And then all the boys sort of erupted in a, in a big cheer. And that made, obviously made me feel pretty good. And it was awesome to see the boys get around me and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it feels like the Panthers have a pretty good culture, just in general. Yeah. Like, it just seems fun. Yeah. It seems like it'd be a fun team to be a part of. Yeah, everything. Like, I think that's a lot of, like, boys that have joined us as well from other clubs. They like, When they're at the front, um, they always get asked, like, what what did you see looking from the outside in? Obviously, like, for a lot of footy players like, are sort of the same sort of person, and we all, we all love that um, banter and having fun with each other and stuff, and all these guys that joined us from other teams always just said how much fun we looked like we were having. And um, that's exactly what it was. Like everything was, like I said earlier about my hierarchy, like you feel comfortable just some other clubs probably, I don't know, I haven't been, but I just don't think they'd be like that. Like that you can just be comfortable in your own skin, even if, or to say anything to anyone and you haven't even played a game yet. But I think that's what just makes it so, cool is that everyone's like like everyone's happy and everyone's like no one's sort of 
um, down about like that hierarchy or stuff like that kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, when you um, when you look over like any sport, it seems like the teams that have the most fun, that fun kind of translates to success. Like I watch a lot of NBA. You look at a team like the Golden State Warriors and yeah. they've got a whole bunch of, I don't know if you watch basketball, but they've got like a whole bunch of younger guys that, you know, aren't necessarily household names, but they come in, they're having so much fun and it just kind of translates to their performance as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's massive and what's made um, the boys and the clubs just successful the last couple of years is just everyone's just going out there and having fun every week with each other and uh, everyone like, just loves each other and enjoys, uh, enjoys each other's company. So I think that's what makes it fun is just everyone's just best mates and there's like no better feeling than turning up for your mates on game day and playing with each other and stuff. Like that's what I think gets us through all the time. Yeah. Um I've, you kind of hear a lot about like the Wayne Bennett's and the Craig Bellamy's how um, that they're very like personable with their players and then you kind of hear stories about other coaches that maybe aren't quite as successful and they're not as personable. Obviously, Ivan's become a very successful coach. Is he like more of the personable side or or is he um, a bit more footy? Yeah, I, I mean, um, we've got like our assistant coaches that are pretty much like well, it seems like to us that they deliver a lot of like um, the principles and the like the attack and defense and yeah. stuff like that. Like Ivan likes to give those guys like the responsibility, but obviously behind the closed doors, he's obviously making the calls on on like overseeing everything. But I was a bit more of an introvert, I think, like yeah. compared to other coaches. Like sometimes you can feel like he might be a bit awkward or something like that, but. That's just his personality, like a bit the same with Nathan. Like they're naturally introverts, so they probably shy away from that conversation. Anyway, yeah, okay. But um, Ives always been he's good. Like um, obviously during the year and getting a bit like obviously previous to playing first grade, you don't have much to do with the head coach. Like well, you do, but you don't really talk to him all that much. Yeah, and yeah. As probably the senior players and that do so. Um, yeah, he always talked to me after games and um, whatever was happening the next week and was always really transparent and um, like um, about where he was going with selection or how I played and things like that. So, yeah, he's good. Yeah, true. So you mentioned that um, Nathan's a bit of an introvert. Is that like – I feel like halfbacks or anyone that plays in the halves – tend to be more extroverted kind of people. Is is he like introverted on the field? I mean so? like I think I think probably like that's more introvert like away from people. Away from people. Know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um like but the when, obviously when he's in the circle with us, like he's probably not as much like that. But yeah. like I think I'm I'd probably be an example of someone who's like the complete opposite to him that could just go and talk to someone or like you know what I mean, just I think away from people that he knows, I think he's a bit more, not so much shy, but yeah, introverted and sort of stuff like that. But obviously, um, when it's just around the boys, like he takes that. And obviously, when, when he gets on the field, it's a completely different um, story. Like, I think I played the five games, I think I only won two, and the three games that I lost, Nathan didn't play. The two games that I won, he did play. Like, and you could just sense the difference when he was out there on the field, like from them two games that we won. Like he just 
just like how much different it was and um, like you just feel like you're just in control like the whole time that he's out there. It's a yeah. pretty cool feeling. Yo, as a Broncos fan and a Queensland fan, he kind of fucking pisses me off because he just wins <laughs> yeah. everything. He's so good, yeah. man. He just the ball's on a string, both hands and feet wise. Like he just yeah. kind of puts it wherever he wants it, and um, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think like he's only like two years older than me, and um, just the things that he's accomplished and how talented he is, and just the things that he sees on the field as well. Like he's got so much time with the ball, and it's crazy he's only so young. So he's, Got um got a long way, like a long time ahead of him as well. That is like uh that's probably the biggest thing when it comes to any sort of playmaker is just they look like they have so much time. I feel like yeah. Isaiah Yo helps with that in terms of yeah. time, but um yeah. Nathan obviously like he he's just the sort of guy that he's never rushed, he's never panicked and all the best players that we've seen, Thurston, Lockyer, Cam Smith, all yeah. those sorts of guys, they all just have all the time in the world. Um yeah. Now you mentioned you mentioned before that they kind of get you up in front of the boys and they get you to give a bit of a backstory and stuff. I guess that'd kind of be cool. So like your growing up, childhood, things like that. Like what type of kid were you when you're growing up? Um, how'd you get to obviously that that, that debut? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm originally from Harvey Bay. Yep. Um, so I was born there and grew up there. Youngest of four. I've got an older brother and two older sisters. Um, yeah, just like I think, I think my uncle told me anyway. Like no one, no one's like been born and bred and played first grade Marvy Bay. So like it's one of those things you grow up. Obviously, wanting to play like every every kid wants to play footy and wants to play first grade. But really, like when you think of it, like no one's done it. Like no one really does it. It's just one of those things you want to do and and things like that. So. Sort of different to a lot of the boys that grew up in Sydney. Like they grow up around areas that have an NRL club, and they all know of players and people that they know, or their dad knows, or someone like that. And they go to schools where so and so has gone. So many players have gone to this school and done the representative honours and stuff. But like it was sort of different for me. Like no one's ever done it before, so it was like there was no platform there or guide to follow to to sort of do it or anything like that. Um. It was just one of those things. Like I moved away. I moved out of home when I was fifteen, and moved to the Sunshine Coast. And I actually moved there for to start my carpentry apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, so I was. I didn't really like school that much, and my uncle lived on the Sunshine Coast. And yeah, sort of just started my apprenticeship. And I had a mate that moved from Harvey Bay to um, to the Sunny Coast to Caloundra, and he was like, "Oh, do you want to?" come and have a run just for club footy and at the start I was like, Oh no, nah, I'm not gonna worry about it. Just gonna just gonna just gonna work and because it's not something that's in the back of your mind is it's gonna turn out to be something else. Yeah. It's just club footy anyway. But he sort of convinced me and I went down there and um was under sixteens and just had a run around and um ended up playing that year and had a really good year and I think I got player of the year on the sunny coast and stuff like that. And it was turned into playing again the next year. And my coach of the under 16 team, he, he did a bit of scouting for Penrith and the all year, like while I just was getting better and better, he was sort of saying like, Oh, we'd love to try and get you a trial down there. Like that, that'd be good. And I was like, Oh shit, like, that'd be hectic. Even if just to get a trial sort of thing. Yeah. And, um, I remember we played a game at Nambour. 
uh, at Atlanta against Nambour, sorry, and we won the game like 6-4 or something. Like the worst game of footy is pissing down rain, like not really that good a quality footy playing. And my coach had got another scout that uh, was a bit higher up than him to come and watch. And I didn't, I don't remember doing anything really that good that game. I think I played lock that game anyway instead of, I was a hooker back then. I was going to ask what position you uh, played back when you Yeah, I was a, I was a hooker and I played lock this game. I don't know why. And I didn't, I don't remember doing anything good or probably anything bad either. But the other scouts sort of said, Oh, yeah, we'll take you down there, mate. But like, just take it as an experience. Don't, don't really expect anything to come of it sort of thing. Don't put, don't get your hopes up or something like that along those lines. And yeah, I was nice. like, Oh, yeah, like, all good. Sweet, sweet as like, it's not really what you want to hear, but, um, at least we get to go down there and stuff like that. And then anyway, the sort of, the end of the year came or whatever it was and we went down there. It was crazy. I don't, I'd been to Sydney once before, but like just going down as me playing footy and it was crazy. Like mum, mum came with me and, um, another kid from Brizzy was with, was with us as well and played over at St. Mary's. It's like a uh, SG ball trial or something along those lines. And, yeah. I played hooker and all I remember doing was just passing the ball and just tackled. Like I just tackled everything. And Jim Jones, who's our recruitment, um, recruitment officer here, he's been around forever. I remember just getting off the field and I was like, how cool is this? And then he's like, oh, um, well done, mate. And sort of shook my hands. I'll see you later. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. didn't know how to take that That's sort a good of thing. Feeling, I'm sure. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I've been introduced to him earlier I think and then the two the scout that I come with they were like um oh mate like because we had the other guy with us like when we got back to the hotel we were staying at like he sort of went up to the room and they sort of didn't want to say it in front of the other guy but they were like sort of singular stuff and he's like oh um go up to your room and have a shower and we'll meet you up there in like 15 minutes um we've got some good news for you and I was like oh what's happening like this is crazy Sort of thing it was just me and mum, and then yeah, the the scouts that I'd come with from the sunny coast come up to the room, and they were just like, um, yeah, like they want to sign you uh, from a two year contract. It was not worth anything, but it was more just like just that feeling of that was just something crazy that I'd never expected to happen, and that was for like an, a contract for SG ball, an SG ball year, and like uh, one year of twenties was like the contract and. Um, oh, sorry, two years of SG ball. Sorry, yeah, I was only 16. For me to be 17 and 18, and they were like, make a decision on what you want to do. And because I wasn't at school anyway about moving down, and I was at the time, I was like, oh, I'll come down straight away. Like, yeah, I'll do whatever <laughs> sort of thing. And then we sort of thought about it a bit more. And I had, didn't even have a license or anything. Like, I was only 16, not even 17 yet. So they said, just take, have another year at home and, um, play footy and they wanted me to train with Redcliffe at the time, do their like under 18 pre-season and play for them and then come down the year after when it was my year of sort of SG ball. So I, so I did that. I trained a bit at Redcliffe, um, but it was just a bit hard with the travel and stuff like that and ended up just having another year at Caloundra where I played a few games of, um, first grade for them against men and stuff like that, which was a cool experience as well. And then. Obviously, come down. I think in, I think that was 2017, end of 2016 to play 2017. 
for my first year in SG Ball under 18s it was. So, yeah, sort of a little rough story of how I got here. No, that's cool. I've seen you played under 20s Queensland. Is that right? Did you yeah, captain? I played. Um, Did I read you captain? No, I, I captained. Um, I captained our tennis side in oh, yeah. in the 18s. Like that first year I come here, and uh, that was pretty cool. Like coming down as a first year, like um, getting the captain of the team was cool, and then played 18s Origin that year for Queensland, and then obviously had a couple of years in 20s and captain 20s as well. Um, and then played 20s Origin, but never had too much luck <laughs> against myself. Well, I beat us in both the games I played. So, who was in that um, Queensland side with you? Oh, just there was. I remember actually reading the team list not long ago, and I think there was only like two players out of the whole team that hadn't even played first grade yet. Like, oh, okay. In the 20s team, anyway, like Ronaldo, Mulatala, yep. the Sharks. Um. Tremaine Spry plays for the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murray Talungi plays for the Cowboys. Like the list goes on: Tanner Boyd, Corey Pakes, Braden Trindle. Like pretty much our whole team. Like um, had played um, Ethan Bullimore and yep. um, Tom Gilbert. Like yeah, like there's just everyone, everyone, and New South Wales is the exact same as well. I don't think there's like. There would only be like one or two from that their twenty side that hasn't gone on to play first grade as well, which is pretty pretty cool to see. Like that is cool. That so many of us went on and yeah, to debut and stuff like that. It does feel like this is probably like I can't think of a time where there was so much young talent in the NRL. Yeah, I think I, it's probably probably different for me looking at it because you don't really when you're a young kid watching you don't really think about like that as a kid, but. Yeah, now that, like, when you see it firsthand and even, like, some of the young guys that are even younger than me, like, at the club um, coming through is, um, it's pretty awesome, but obviously um, puts a lot of pressure on everyone else that's trying to do the same thing and things like that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, So, I guess, moving on to, that was your lead up to 2021 and and whatever else. We've we've talked about your 2021, I guess, what what is what was your biggest takeaway from the year personally? Did you take anything away from it, or are you just kind of happy that you got to have that run and get yeah, get those games think, under your belt? Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing was just like just just having like just being able to debut and play those games, and obviously I've taken a lot of those games, and it was a it was a weird year as it was anyway. Like we got to go back, we got to go out to the sunny coast, and we were living there, and that was sort of close to home for me as well. Uh, which is something different, like that everyone did, like that no one's done before, sort of thing. So I think um, this year is going to be different again. Like um, just obviously being home and not living out of like not so much an apartment, but like a room that's foreign to you, and you know you're around the team twenty four seven. It's going to be a bit different this year, but obviously you take a few things out of those games and a few learnings and. Um, just came to just try and play some more footy. Obviously, this year, like the last two years, we haven't even had like a reserve grade comp on. Like when you're not playing first grade, like there's no footy getting played at all yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So I, just, I was going to say, I had Tyson Gamble come on my podcast last yeah. year and he was saying the same thing. You're kind of like in the side or you're not playing any footy at all. Yeah, which is the hardest thing because like you can't, you can't get much fitness any other way than just playing footy as well. So it's like that plays a big part and, um, and just being able to prove yourself as well, like 
um, just like being able to push your way into the side or things like that just hasn't been able to do. You just sort of just got to rely on people getting hurt or, you know, things like that, which is never really what you want yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously the last few years not being able to do that, this year's like just going to be a massive year for us to just be able to play consistently, whether that's in first grade or reserve grade, like just being able to put games out of my belt and have a solid year of just playing footy, I think it's going to benefit me anyway. How long did you have, so like you made your debut, how long had it been since you played an actual game of footy? Uh, it had been um, so, so, well, we did play eight rounds of reserve grade okay. um, last year, but and then, and then it all got canned. Yeah, right. The year before, I played. we played the first round of reserve grade, and then I didn't play another game all year, 2020. Um, and then 2021, we played eight games, I think, of reserve grade. I think what I debut in round 11 or 12 or something yeah, around some, then. I think it was 11. So, yeah, had a, had a day like, for a month off of footy and then play, um, then debut. And then obviously from then on, it's like missed a couple of weeks, play a game, play another game, couple of weeks, another game. Just, just that inconsistency, I think. And then obviously at the back end of the year, I think, I don't know, when my last game was against the Dragons or someone, maybe in the late rounds and then having the next two months of no footy as well. Like, um, it just, it just sucks that, like, um, there's just no footy getting played. It's like, yeah. you're training all week with the team and then when the boys are getting ready to play, like, you're just getting ready to get a flogging session, like, just on the field. It's just like, takes oh, the, like, takes the fun away of, like, the season, which is usually the best time of the year. It's like, it's almost just like a pre-season that just kept never ended sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you have a, like a welcome to the welcome to the NRL moment? Like a, I don't know, like you got hit by some, I don't know, just anything. Um, uh, I got I got whacked in the Tigers. Luke Garner got a hold of me a couple of times in the Tigers game. Mm-hmm. Um, no re- real specific thing that I remember going, holy shit, like this is. This is like NRL. So obviously the pace of the game and like how hard and tough blokes are um, is obviously another step up from what reserve grade was like. Um, I think big stiff Talakai from the Sharks got me as got me one as well. But I mean, I was if you, when I'm playing front row, you expected the cop yeah. a good hit every now and then, or some solid contact, or someone getting the better of you. Uh, it's not the first time it's been done there, so. Um, Nah, it was all good. Just, just, just get up and play the balls. Sort of the next job. Never really had that much time just to think about it. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned before, like you have like the little vision, the vision thing, and yours to obviously make your debut last year. Do you have one for this year? Um, I haven't really put anything in like in concrete yet, but sort of just what I said before, just like just having a consistent year of footy. Like mm-hmm. I just want to just play, like you know. Um, Every round, every like every round, whatever, whatever comp it's in, it like doesn't matter. It's just just having a full year of just footy um, is sort of just my vision. And I say like if I can do that, that's gonna put me in good stead to to play if that's the back end of the year and like first grade, whatever happens with injuries or in the future as well. Just having that full season and being able to play every week and prove yourself um, is gonna be the best. So I just see that consistency is like. My vision for this year just to put put good performances together every week, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
uh, just kind of going back to the fact that you you get to be a part of you get to come into such a good side um with a great culture and you know talking about isaiah yo is kind of like the guy that's in front of you and and whatnot um like do you see yourself being because you're obviously a queenslander um did i read that you're indigenous is that right yeah, yeah 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 so like obviously yeah. representing queensland representing the indigenous games coming up like all that sort of representative footy is that that's obviously like a goal for you yeah yeah like yeah that's definitely something that i think everyone that plays like would have that in the back of their head somewhere i think for me it's like it could be like a few years away yeah and um it's sort of like when you're a kid and you dream about playing first game it's like when you're a first grader, you dream about playing Origin sort of like on that same sort of scale. Yeah. It's something that you put in your head, but until you're there, like you just think it's quite a bit further away. I think, like, um, especially like with the Queensland side, everyone's quite young in there as well at the moment as well. So that's pretty cool. Like, and hopefully, um, over the next few years, if I can put some good games of first grade under my belt, that, that becomes an opportunity. And yeah, I'd be, um, even just playing for Queensland in them lower grades, it's always a massive honour to put on the jersey and all the coaches and mentors that we have in those camps always tell you how much it meant to them and um, it instilled that into you, I reckon, as a Queenslander and that's something that you obviously want to be a part of. But um, hopefully, hopefully one day, see how we go. You kind of have the mould for it though. When I was watching your games, you're kind of like the perfect... There's certain players that's kind of like, oh, you're like a really good club footy player and then there's the certain guys that have the ability to play origin it's like tough can have a pass especially in that 13 role and um queensland hasn't really had that 13 for a little bit yeah and, um, yeah because like there's kind of guys like uh, for example i think like kobe hetherington the broncos he's someone that kind of has yeah. those two things and i think he's a bit of a smoky for origin and yeah, when I was when i went back and rewatched your games and was kind of just singling out watching you i was like this guy could definitely yeah, definitely has the potential to be one of those origin players, and um. yeah, I'd like to think that those are some of the characteristics that I have. That obviously are massive traits when it comes to playing in in that arena and things like that. And I always felt like I've more been that sort of tough work ethic sort of guy um, in any grade that I've played anyway. So I feel like um, obviously that's what you need to play at that at that stage, but. Um, Obviously, you've got to have a bit of talent as well, and get, just to, just to get there. And obviously, yeah, like just speaking to the boys, obviously, pretty much all in New South Wales boys uh, from Penrith. But the way that they talk about those games and stuff like that, um, they're pretty intense. So it'd be pretty um, pretty hectic to be a part of one of them. I reckon. Yeah, I read um, I read that you were Indigenous leading, uh, before the Indigenous team got announced. And yeah. I was kind of like, oh, the Indigenous team forward pack's always a little bit light. And I was kind of like looking for your name, yeah. wondering if you'd get a little call up, but obviously not this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, um, maybe next year or something. If once I get a few more games under my belt and, um, that hopefully can be an option. I think that'd be really cool to be a part of that. And especially now that they burst like the Maori or stars yeah. as well. So it's, pretty cool that we have both of those cultures like on a stage now instead of just like an all-stars and things like that I think um, that's pretty cool and obviously look always watching those games like everyone's like um, so proud and 
to um, to represent your culture and like it's a massive thing and hopefully um and hopefully in the next couple of years get the chance to be able to do that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I got to go to I'm trying to think what year it was to the Mary versus the uh, Indigenous team game and um I think it was one where Brendan Smith was like just doing everything. Yeah. Um, but I was. Because I'm indigenous and I was sitting in, I got invited to go with my mates and their Marys. And um, I didn't realize we were going to be sitting in the Mary section and it was wild. <laughs> the game was so yeah. much fun to be at. So, um, no, nah, I love the fact that they do that now. And I think they should, it'd be cool to see more of that sort of stuff. Like even in the origin yeah. period. Um, yeah. I don't know if you'd have like Tonga versus New Zealand. I don't know what you'd do. But yeah. having something, yeah. the more rep games there are, I feel like the more the game's going to grow. Yeah, for sure. And like, there is just like, I don't even know, like, Canada, there's like a lot of the Pacific Islander boys and stuff like that. And, you know, they, they never, like, they're never really representing their country all that much. Like, a lot of the Samoan boys, like, yeah. Um, there's no, like, a, like, a regularity, like, regular games for them and stuff, which I think, I think everyone would be on board for, to see more of that sort of stuff. And, um, those guys are obviously, um, proud of where they're from and stuff like that as well. So I feel like there's opportunity for for them to play for their country a bit more and things like that. No, absolutely. I was going to ask, um, who was your your coach when you were in the Queensland side, the the young um, side? Yeah, I had I had uh, Josh Hannay in the 18s who yep. um he played a few games of Origin and that, and I had Scott Prince um in 20s. That's cool. I think um Justin Hodges had just finished coaching he coached the year before me and then he sort of stepped away from it was doing something else so Scotty took over and he had us but um like we had Brent Tate and um I think Jono come in like Thurston come in as well and um they can't they always make an appearance and um Petra and things like that and they come in and talk to you and just just more like telling them guys telling you how much it meant for them to play and um, for us, for, for Queensland and things like that, like it instilled it into us as as young kids, sort of thing. Did you have like, do you have a team you supported growing up and like a favorite? Like, do you have any favorite players or anything? Yeah, I was a, I was a Cowboys boy. Yep. Like, even I was closer to Brisbane, being in Harvey Bay than there. I I never liked Brisbane. I don't know why. Uh, my dad was a my old man was a Sea Eagle supporter, and then uh, I don't even know who Mum supported, but. I don't know why. I just loved. Obviously, JT was massive when I was a kid. Like around that time when they first made the grand final, I remember in 2005. 2005. Yeah. I would have been six, um, and they lost the Tigers. Like, I remember crying. I cried after that game and things like that. Like I just loved the Cowboys and Thurston and Bowen and all those guys are just like crazy. And that's who I supported going up. And then as you get a bit older, like. Oh, I don't, obviously when I got to like 15 and 16, um, you just like, when I got the chance to come down here, it was like crazy, like, but that was an opportunity. And so I don't hold a soft spot for him anymore. I'm just a Panthers man now. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, nah, Bowen was so unlucky. He was like just in the middle of missing out on that. that yeah. He's one of the yeah. most fun footy players to watch ever. Yeah. Nah, he's a good fellow. I've played a few games with Queensland as well. Probably like was just in a tough spot there as well with Queensland. Um, but 
cool to see him get a few games. That intercept try he took in yeah. one of those Origin games to win it was pretty cool. So I always loved watching him and um, JP go to work. Yeah, he was one of those unfortunate ones where he could kind of like tear up the NRL. But then when you get to yeah. Origin, it's kind of like a different game. I remember him getting just like ran the fuck over by Willie Mason. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Sorry. Someone's trying to. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, no. Nah, I remember him getting just monstered. I can't. I think that was like 2006, maybe. Maybe the, the first game that they lost. I can't remember. But yeah, he just got ran over by Willie Mason. And that's when they kind of started bringing in Carmichael Hunt and, and yeah. some of those bigger guys. But um, yeah, I actually I asked that question about who coached you for the Queensland team because Hodges is my favorite player growing up. I remember when he yeah. was coaching that Queensland side. I was like, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I, we like obviously, and like knowing a few guys that had played under him before, like you heard stories of him, and um, like just like some of the stuff, like just he sort of tr- treated the twenties boys like your little like camp, like the same as what the first grade boys were doing. Like you obviously hear like the the story, or you hear stories of the boys like their first night when they get to camp, they have beers together or get on the pierce or something like that. I know like um, Hodjo was like big on doing the same sort of thing with the younger guys. and yeah. just, It's more like uh, just about building that mateship, even though a lot of when you're younger, a lot of your boys know each other from when you're younger, but you obviously haven't been playing with each other for a long time. You never really played together at all, but that core origin top group, they know each other well anyway. Yep. So it was cool just to get together with guys that you probably never played with before or that you didn't know all that well. And you need, you sort of need that week and a bit to, to make those relationships with the boys and get a bit closer. And I think, um, Hodjo did that really well with the younger guys and Prince, you did that as well with us. So that yeah, well, was always good. Both of those, well, I mean, Scott Prince is obviously a bit of an athlete still, but. Hodges definitely gives off the vibe that he was probably very much about the good times. And uh, yeah. I've heard stories he didn't really like the gym and all that sort of stuff all that much. He He's one of those guys when you before when you talked about how like, you know, your fitness and your diet and things like that have got to be tip top these days. And yeah. he's one of those guys that crossed over between like kind of the two generations and managed to just stay. Um, yeah. He, that's why he's one of my favorite players. He was just never the fastest, never the... I mean, he was pretty strong, but he just found a way to always make it work. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's just pretty crazy, you know, how, how much the game's changed in sort of not even that long. Like, maybe the 10 years ago, the game was how much different it was and what you could have got away with back then that we frowned upon now sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because these days, yeah, I mean, it's you got to put in the work beyond closed doors and things like that and the guys that are at the top are doing everything to stay there it's no one sort of getting there and then slacking off even just some of the stories you hear from the older guys like um like, like they get some of the old greats in to, during the year last year um in the finals and stuff and talking to us like mg and stuff like that and yeah. they tell stories of like how they used to get on the beers on a thursday for like a saturday game and stuff like that just crazy how far the game's come and um yeah i feel like maybe i should have played in the 70s might have been <laughs> two the better back then <laughs> that certainly sounds more fun it's definitely like becoming the nrl is becoming like a much more serious it feels like a lot more serious these days like the athletes are a lot more serious but, about yeah what they're doing. obviously it's 
there's a lot more money in it now and it's yeah. a full-time job for guys and it sets you up for life. Obviously, back then, like a lot of those guys like would have still been working yeah. every day as well and just training in the afternoons or however it works. So you can see why um, it is what it is now and it is a full-time job. Like um, Every day is like, or even for now, for us in pre-season, it's like I'm there from 7 to 4 o'clock. Every day we're at training, so... Um, but it's a full-time job and they're big days and you know, not everyone can do it, so that's why. What does what um, a normal preseason day look like for you? Uh, yeah, we get a schedule. Um, obviously, some of the days are different, but uh, some days you might have like uh, wrestle, like, um, let's say, like, or give it a rundown sort of for us. Monday's like a big day of um, you wrestle, wait, and then there's a field session in the afternoon. Um, but it's sort of just lighter on the field because you've already wrestled and things like that. Um, but you're always getting there. There's always a meeting at 7.45 and then you split off into two groups and one group will get prepped and strapped for the field or whatever wrestle and then the other group's doing like a mobility mine with that's like yoga um, most mornings. And yeah, obviously carrying on with the rest of the day and then like, like Tuesday and Tuesdays and Thursdays is solid field session um, in the morning with weights in the afternoon. Wednesdays off. Friday's a big wrestle session with like a massage. So it's sort of more like um, usually more of an earlier day. And then Saturday's uh, always a big day on the field. Now with only a few weeks coming up to the season, like Saturday's more like an opposed sort of day. Like actually starting to get some footy reps and, you know, getting 13 v 13 and um, actually getting into that game simulated fatigue, which you can't get other than just playing footy. But obviously earlier in the preseason, you've got to put in the work and everyone's got to get back to running and that, that bit of fitness and getting a bit harder during tackling and stuff like that before you can get to that stage. But it's good once you get get to here, you can actually start getting some footy reps in and feels like you're getting closer to the season. Yeah, yeah. So that's like... That's a solid six. Oh, I guess you have the Wednesdays off, but it's 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 almost six days because when you got that middle day, it doesn't really feel like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know some days like when like you you don't even know like Fridays don't feel like Fridays when you train every Saturday. And, yeah. But I mean that was just the sacrifice we had to make with a short preseason, especially with COVID as well. Like I had COVID after Christmas, so I missed the week. Yeah. The first week was supposed to come back. I missed that week, which a lot of the boys did as well, and. So you're missing a week there and um, just sort of just not so much playing catch-up, but you sort of got to train like five, six days a week just to get all the reps in, just to be ready when the time comes sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Was COVID bad? I still haven't caught it. I nah. don't know how I haven't caught it. Eh? Nah. Nah. I just like mine, were, mine was all good. Me and my partner had at the same time coming back from Queensland. And it's sort of funny because we lived in Sydney for like, the whole time this like COVID's been around, never got it. Then we actually went home and got it, sort of thing, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, yeah. Like every time I'd come back home every Christmas, um, everyone'd be like, "Oh, don't you bring COVID with you?" and things like that. And ended up getting it up there anyway. So, um, but I sort of we had it fine. Like just had a blocked nose, and I remember trying to run one day, and um, like my chest got tight and sort of just felt short of breath and I just stopped running and just let it sit and I coughed a bit that day just from that run I think and other than that I was fine like nothing like 
nothing bad anyway, just like had a buck nose or a runny nose every now and then. Nothing, that was it. Nothing like the man flu. Nah, <laughs> nothing. Like I, I remember actually having the flu like before Christmas, uh, before, um, yeah, before Chrissy, I had the flu and I was like, oh, I could, because you still had to get that negative test to get into Queensland. And I was like, oh, hopefully I haven't got it now, like when I'm trying to get back home. And I didn't even have it. And I was so cooked then, yeah. obviously just the flu. And then, yeah, I had COVID and just didn't do anything, like rarely do anything, which makes you feel like this whole pandemic the last couple of years, like of not being able to play footy. And then I got, I get it. And it's only like a block nose. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I got was I don't it even, worth, was it worth it all? I don't even know what it, I don't even know what to think about the whole thing. Just, yeah, yeah. I got my tick. I'm allowed to go wherever I want. So. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All vaccinated. Yeah. Do you have, so have, what are you doing in your downtime? Have you had much downtime over the break? Um, oh, in the break, in the uh, off season. Oh, just in general. In, in days off. Oh, I like to play. I haven't played in ages because my back, but a crew of us at Penrith, like, we all like to play golf. Oh, yeah. Um, that's sort of one of the hobbies that we like to do, and a lot of the boys get a bit competitive with that, and I'm not that good at it, but um, it's pretty funny, like playing with the boys when it gets competitive. And who's the best golfer on the line? Nathan, he's easily the best golfer. Yeah, okay. He, yeah, he he used to get lessons when he was like ten, eleven, twelve, like yeah. um, back then. So like just just ha- like being half decent when you're a kid, like makes you. All right, when you're better, he says he plays off like ten or twelve handicap, but he's better than that, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, like, he just says that. I got a bunch of friends that are starting to pick up golf, and they're really trying to get me into it. I'm kind of like the sort of guy though that I don't really do things for fun. Like as soon as I yeah. start playing a sport just for fun, I kind of I'm all of a sudden I'm there. I'm finding people that are a bit better. I'm trying to learn how to do it. And I'm like, oh, as soon as I start, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a thing. So yeah. I mean, we love it. It's funny. It's just like something away from footy that yeah. we get to do and still have that sort of competition about it as well. Um, and it's pretty funny. Like, obviously, some of the boys can crumble every now and then under, under pressure and when the games get close. So, um, it's fun anyway. It's just another way to get closer to the boys as well when you do something like that with them. And, um, but other than that, that's pretty much it, really. Um, pretty normal bloke, just. I don't mind a beer and things like that. Obviously, in the off season, catching up with mates, and we've got a little, like a good little mixed crew of like everyone at Penrith. Like a lot of those like um, Pacific Islander boys, like they don't they don't really like drinking or anything like yeah, that. Okay. Most of them, and um, so it's cool. Like um, you get that side, but you also get a crew of us that like to do that, and I think we got a really good mix, and that's what makes it. I think that's what makes it what it is with the crew that we've got is like we've just got a mix of every bit of everything and it keeps everyone like on their toes and um, obviously everyone gets to do different things all the time. Yeah, cool. All right, man. Well, thank you for your time. This has been great. No, all good, man. Thanks for having us on. No, it was fun. I enjoyed that. It was good. No problem. Sweet. Well, uh, yeah, good luck for uh, 2022. I hope you get a few more games under your belt. I reckon yeah. I think you will. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, it's going to have a, have a good year of just consistency, like I said, and hopefully see where that takes us, see what happens. Yeah, sweet. Awesome, man. Thank you. Sweet. No worries.